bite-sized birthday biography podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Mira. This is a podcast which shines the spotlight on a person born on this day at some point in history somewhere in the world who made a positive, lasting impact. Today, January 13th, we're going to celebrate the birth and life of Charlotte Ray, the first black female attorney in the history of the United States. Imagine, if you will, for a moment, working in a system that didn't recognize that you were alive, dedicating your life to something that you could never be a part of. Imagine your career, your livelihood, was all pouring water into a well that you were not allowed to drink from. This was the life of Charlotte Ray, a woman who could practice law but could not vote. Contributing to a system that you cannot partake of is not a bygone ill, though. How many designer gowns are stitched by women who would never be able to afford them? And how many double R emblems are welded to the front of cars by people who will never drive them? Sadly, because Charlotte was a woman of color during the 1800s, there is precious little documentation about her extraordinary life, but it is my absolute pleasure to talk about what little there is recorded today with you. Charlotte was born in New York City in 1850. Not a great era to be a person of color, but certainly a better starting point in the backwoods of Mississippi. It would be another 13 years, though, before Charlotte would be legally considered a person and not property. But thankfully, her northern birthplace blessed her with slightly less oppression and slightly more opportunity. Charlotte was born to a family of movers and shakers. Her dad was a reverend and the editor of an abolitionist newspaper. She was one of seven kids, and all of them got very good educations thanks to their father, who ensured that they were all educated equally, even his three daughters. Charlotte started her career as a teacher at Howard University, and while she was there, she quietly applied to their law school under the pseudonym C.E. Ray. She was accepted, and she graduated in 1872, being admitted to the D.C. bar on March 2nd of that year, making her the first female attorney of color in the country's history. At this point, Black people had been emancipated for less than a decade. The type of law that she actually practiced is kind of up for debate. Some historians have said that it was corporate law, as contemporaries of hers called Charlotte, quote, one of the best lawyers on corporations in the country. And others said that she practiced commercial law, some said civil, some assert that she wanted to go into real estate law because it wouldn't require as much court time and therefore reduce her chances of someone complaining about a Black woman practicing law. But she did not really shy away from the courtroom, per se, when it was necessary. And in 1875, she became the first woman to argue before the D.C. Supreme Court when she took up the case, probably pro bono, of an impoverished black woman desperate to get out of a violent marriage. In the case of Gadley versus Gadley, Charlotte argued that Martha Gadley's life was in danger from her drunken husband's homicidal behavior. He would nail the doors and windows shut, padlocking them as well whenever he left the house holding Martha prisoner. When she was ill, he refused to bring her water or to get medical help, and he once took an axe and chopped a massive hole in the second floor and threatened to push Martha through it. Yeah, real dreamboat, this guy. So Martha filed for divorce, no small task for a woman who was not only dirt poor, but also illiterate and black. But the civil court had no interest in the domestic issues of black people, so they denied her request and told her to go back home to her husband. Undeterred, Martha approached Charlotte, who accepted the case, took it to the Supreme Court, and got Martha her divorce. Sadly, even though Charlotte was an obviously gifted attorney, her career struggled and stumbled along as precious few people trusted their legal issues to a woman, and even fewer would trust them to a black woman. 
White people went to white attorneys, black people went to black male attorneys, and only the desperate or the brave would seek the counsel of a black woman, no matter how knowledgeable she actually was. The Gadley versus Gadley case was a win for Martha, but it was not a win for Charlotte. The case brought her so much attention, most of it not good. The harassment was unbearable, and she ended up having to close her practice and ending her law career. So she moved to Long Island, where she married a man by the last name of Fram. We don't have a record of his first name. And by the early 1880s, she was back to teaching. And she taught in Long Island until she died after a bad case of bronchitis at the age of 60. Today, the Minority Corporate Council Association gives out a Charlotte E. Ray Award every year to an outstanding female attorney of color. Last year's award went to Paula Boggs, who was the executive VP, general counsel, and secretary of law and corporate affairs at Starbucks for a decade, as well as a former U.S. assistant attorney. My sources today were Wikipedia and the History Channel. Thank you so much for joining me for our birthday celebration of Charlotte Ray. Please join me on January 24th when we celebrate the birth and life of Maria Tall Chief, the first Native American prima ballerina. 